I'm Dave. I'm William. And this is the Digital Marketing Lab Podcast. Today, we're covering part two of our series on dental SEO, best-in-class SEO practices for dental practice websites or dentist websites. In the previous episode, if you want to check that out, we focused primarily on on-page SEO, what we're doing while we're building a new website for a dental practice or a dentist office. And on this episode, we're going to be focusing on off-page Um, And so for that, I'm going to turn it over to William. He's going to talk about our process for off-page SEO. If you hear me uh, miss anything, Dave, just interject. I know you're right in that process with me. But for the most part, while Dave's building these sites from the get-go, we're working on on on-page the entire way. We're working on our protocol issues, making sure the SSL's on and that there's no HTTP protocols in the site and that... Our metas are all right. Our descriptions are all correct. H1s match. We've got the keyword and in, in, in whatnot. We're using a Yoast Premium on these sites, so we're making sure we have enough um, internal links and, an, and a robust linking structure inside the site so that when I work on the off-page, it can be funneled down to these blog posts that we're trying to get picked up, linked to. You know, I hate to use the word link bait, but you want to create a resource that people actually feel like linking to. So in regard to off-page, what we do is we are in Ahrefs all day long. We have an off-page SEO analyst that sits in Ahrefs all day pulling up competitors. And so seeing who's linking to these competitors, who they're doing press releases for, what type of traffic those press releases have brought back into them, what their other competitors' social media strategy, if it's bringing any traffic, and um, and, and making pages and posts that are skyscrapering every single post that's in that industry. And so a lot of times we find resources that are old, um, haven't been updated in four or five years, that have a massive amount of organic traffic value. We'll go and then uh, use our SEO copywriter. She'll create a version for us, skyscraper the old one, put it on our page, and then we have to try to find people and outreach to people that will link back to that post. Because that's the hardest part about uh, off-page SEO is getting deep links, people linking to the deeper part of our websites. Getting links to the homepage is really not that difficult. You just have to have a team and a strategy. You're going to be looking at a lot of people that have them. You're going to be imitating that. You're going to go look at a lot of people in their industry across the whole country and see what links they have. Oftentimes the best link, always the best links, of course, are high domain rating uh, high DR other websites, but even better is websites that are in your niche, that are in your category, linking back to you. So like suppliers, um, people that give certifications and those types of things, whenever you can get a link from them, people, they're in your industry, typically the text around the link is going to be high quality. Um, so, so we're hunting that down. We open up a document and we just start working on the client. We have a dummy, UR, a dummy uh, email and we just start tracking what we're doing and we're watching it all through Ahrefs. And eventually what you see is Google allows us to be in some SERPs and they're gonna put us pretty horribly in those SERPs. And so then we're gonna be watching those pages that we built against the H1s that Dave built and and, and he uses H, uh, Ahrefs in that whole front process, making sure that our H1s and our H2s are actually words that we can eventually rank for that make sense for the client, whether they're local or regional or national or international. And so a lot of that stuff changes over time. 
because as you get backlinks and have an internal linking structure, your site gains authority. The, the old way for ex, uh, off-page SEO used to be let all the big companies fight for the filet mignon of the cow and you fight for all the rest of the, the meat. And that was a good successful strategy. But as web developers and SEOs, we, we have a completely different strategy. We fight for the meat that our website allows us to have. So if we have a domain authority of such and such, and a keyword has a domain, author, uh, a, a, domain a difficulty rating of such and such, and we have the authority to go after that term, we're gonna go after that term. And so we're not gonna go after terms that are way in the next stratosphere. Let's get detail about that for a second. Keyword difficulty, talk a little bit about the process of identifying a keyword, seeing what the difficulty is, and how do you know if your website can go after that keyword or not? So keyword difficulty is a metric created by Ahrefs. There are other players out there, SEO Spyglass, Majestic, um, let's see, there's like five or six of them. One of them's free, most of them charge. Ahrefs is just the best. Mozscape, uh, I think Moz has some tools, you can look at these things. We really um, use one tool, and it's good to have multiple tools, but for this, we use one tool. And when we're looking at the keyword difficulty, we're gonna search a keyword uh, or a phrase, uh, same thing in this situation. And we're gonna look at the t what's, what Ahrefs is gonna do, it's gonna pull the top 10 SERP, SERP results across the region or the, or the nation, and it's gonna show you the average number of backlinks these people have to be on this page. And so according to those backlinks, the keyword difficulty is an algorithm that takes all those backlinks and it creates this rating. And so maybe it will say like keyword difficulty of 10 or 20 and it will show you that the average amount of backlinks to that page is 10, 20, 30, 100. And so that shows you that how many people you have to outreach with that article, how many backlinks you have to get to that article, even including the internal linking structure, the type of authority we need to get to that page to have that page fight for that keyword. And so keyword difficulty is absolutely imperative to understand our strategy versus letting them fight for the filet mignon, you fight for the rest of the meat. For us, it's we're gonna fight for all the meat that our authority allows us to. When we have clients for two, three, and four years that we've been doing a mass amount of SEO for, we then fight for the whole cow. And and it's not, it's, it doesn't have to do with being greedy. It has to do with we've put the time, the client has paid the money, we've reinvested back into their online business because location, 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 and we are now saying, look, we can take these things, let's take them. Yeah, absolutely. And that brings up another key factor in off-page SEO, which is consistency, right? We run weekly reports. We track every client constantly. We believe, just like the famous Peter Drucker quote says, what gets measured gets managed. And so you can't manage off-page SEO or on-page SEO for that matter unless you're constantly measuring it against other websites, your competitors out there, unless you're constantly seeing how you're doing. And that's why we look at certain metrics on a weekly basis so that the instant something is not going right for one of our clients, we can jump on it and we can make changes. Or the instant we identify an opportunity where we see a spike or we see a keyword that manifests out of a new competitor or an old competitor who's all of a sudden getting traction where it's ground that we can quickly gain for our client, we're gonna jump on that. So consistency in managing metrics week by week 
William, do you want to talk about what some of those metrics are? So there are multiple places we pull metrics from. And, and of course, if you've got the developer, the best thing is to, ha to build a dashboard and have the API from these different dashboards pulled into one dashboard so that you, you can just go to one place. We don't actually have that ability to, to pull all the, the um, APIs and, and dump them into a dashboard. And obviously we will one day, but right now a lot of the dashboards we have to visit regularly are um, one, Ye Yext. When we have clients with Yext, we want to make sure that we're uh, working on duplicate suppression. We want, want to make sure that the information is is optimized with Yext. And, and we, go, we encourage clients to go right to Yext. Yes, it's a lot to manage. No, you cannot turn on Yext and it's fine. Yes, you have to have an SEO, turn it on for you and manage it. We do that cheaper than anybody. And so that's a dashboard that you have to go through. You can API it to a different dashboard, but we're going to go to that one. We're also going to check out Google Analytics. We're going to watch up close where our traffic's coming from, what pages are ranking. We're going to have our webmaster tools linked to our analytics so we can get that information to bleed through with what queries are actually happening and which direction we're going. That's another dashboard that, of information that you could API into a different dashboard. Ahrefs, we're going to be watching this information from Ahrefs unless you're a massive, massive, massive um, agency, you really don't have the ability to API this information, but they do allow some companies to do it. You can API this information out, but really you just jump in your Ahrefs and you're watching your Ahrefs score. You want to be trending towards one. You want your backlinks to be trending upward. You want your keywords to be trending upward. You want your page one results to be trending upward. You want your one through threes trending upward. You want your uh, traffic, organic traffic value trending upward. You want all of these things. Of course, it's, it's an ebb and flow. Sometimes they're going to go down. Google's going to put you in a SERP you don't belong in. They're going to push you up and then they're going to push you out. And so sometimes you're going to lose traffic that you thought you had, but really it just wasn't a good fit of traffic. That's another dashboard that we're looking at. Another dashboard that is uh, more like a program, and that's Screaming Frog. You're, you're going to go into Screaming Frog very often in, in the upfront and all the time, making sure that your technical SEO is maxed out. And then Sightliner, we use Sightliner. It's, it's actually a website that you go to, and it helps us with, um, and it's not always great, but it just gives you some insights that you can't get around. Um, one is duplicate content, making sure that you're not destroying the authority of some pages, um, and also page authority, and it has to do with your website. So your most linked, internally linked to content is gonna have a page authority of 100, and then everything is gonna have uh, uh, authority below that. And so you want to make sure that the right pages have, are the most authoritative. That way Google puts the right pages in their SERPs for the specific keywords. I think these are dashboards. Um, of course, there are other dashboards, but I think these are the main dashboards that we're visiting all the time to make sure we're moving in the right direction on all fronts. I would say these are the handles. These are the, the little things that we keep in front of us for our clients behind the scenes to create a world-class SEO solution for local dentists that even works great for um, record companies. And um, you know, we've really hit some niches that it just crushes for. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've seen massive success using these techniques. And so we wanted to pass these on to you guys, what we've learned so far about off-page SEO. As always, if you guys have questions, please hit us up. Dave at nosatconsulting.com and William at nosatconsulting.com. But for now, I'm Dave. I'm William. And this has been the Digital Marketing Lab Podcast. <laughs>